Welcome to Openly Gamer Theater's production of Resting Glitchface. A Shadowrun Anarchy actual play. This is Dorothy. I'm playing Binary. This is Maddie. I'm playing Collateral. This is Shannon, and I'm playing Eris. And this is Lindsay. I'm playing Arsenal. following content may not be suitable for all audiences. We're starting this episode. Cammy had just left with Liliana with her mom said I want to talk to my daughters for a few minutes, leaving you alone with Dr. Greenleaf. Val just got a text. What did it say? She said, get the frag out now. Oh, right. Cammie sent that to you. Yeah. You got that text, and Mary is pulling at your back, and she says, we need to go. Yeah, I grab Jake's shoulder and whisper into his ear, we need to get out of here. He's staring at this elven woman, mesmerized. She's like early 40s, but very, very elegant looking. She looks at you, Joe, and she says... What do you do? That's a question. I don't really understand what is going on with your friends, but I'm very interested in what you do. And I'm interested in who you are. My name is Dr. Freya Greenleaf, University of Portland. I understand that you all were at the orphanage. Is that correct? I don't know. Is it? I see. I am not your enemy here. I'm actually here to help. I understand that this is all strange, but Mrs. Dimonil thought it best that I speak with Cammy first, but obviously you are now all here, so... What the fuck happened there? What? At the orphanage. That is an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked me. And then Mary peeks around. I was there too... I kind of slap my hand over her mouth. The woman looks down at her and then says, Oh, I know. Fuck. I'm sorry for what happened to you there. Everyone keeps talking about this, this stuff that happened, and I... Nothing happened to me. The well, whole time I'm just, like, looking at her. Giving her one of my many the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to lie. What happened at that orphanage was unfortunate, immoral, and once we found out what was going on, it was shut down. She points right at Val with an open hand and says, the things that Dr. Kobe was doing to those of you who were there was criminal. No one should experiment or test anything on children. Val kind of blanches. And what he was doing to those like you, Joe, is no less criminal. 
And if it weren't for Mrs. Dimonil's information, a lot of you would have lived your entire life not knowing what you really were. What does that even mean? She sits down. They suppressed you, dear. They were infesting you with hostile spirits and substances to suppress what you are. You're an adept. You are magically active. You should have been that way for many, many years. But yet, because of what they did to you, much later than it should have, it manifested. Just looking at you, your mana flow is completely different than any other that I've ever seen. Why would they be doing that stuff? Kobe was a madman. He believed in abominations, and she looks right at Mary. I also look at Mary whenever she says that, and then back at her. Where did you find that? I pick her up and put her on my hip. Where we found her is none of your concern. Liliana walks back in, sits right down next to Eris again. And then she kind of looks at everybody, everything's real heavy, and then she looks at Joe. Oh, she told you, didn't she? And then she looks at Greenleaf and says, so what are the Daughters of December going to do about it? I fucking knew it. Um, what? How are they involved? What do you mean, how are they involved? And I look at Boggs. And yeah, Boggs has turned just white. You're the one who found that information right, for us. Right, that's what I'm saying. How are Liliana and this person involved? I don't know. You're finding out. Um, what? Back to Liliana. <laughs> Liliana turns and looks at you and says, I don't think we've actually met. She kind of squints her eyes at you and she says, but you look really familiar. Did she Did she roll? Because her mom rolled and she knows, but Liliana didn't roll. <laughs> I have a five disguise. Ty goes to the player, motherfucker! So she just kind of looks at you like... Maybe she's seen you before. And then she says, did we ever? Um, <laughs> she thinks that you're one Joe, of her previous ladies. Joe looks over. Oh, no. You wouldn't forget that. Then I wink at her. I think Joe is, like, holding onto the table. White knuckling. And I think she, like, snaps part of the fucking table. Just snap! The elven woman standing up, she kind of gives you an appreciative nod, like, nice. The Daughters of December are here to clean up this mess. Which mess exactly is that? She kind of squints at you, and then she looks at all of you, and she says, I think you know. You're covered in it. Liliana kind of, kind of like, she's sitting next to you. She gets up and, like, scoots away. She just oh, stares fuck. at her. Were you involved with what happened at, and gives the address of the bar and the tattoo shop? Was that the Daughters of December? Liliana says, no, she didn't have anything to do with that. What about the head found at Hubbard? <laughs> the elf woman looks at Liliana like, what the fuck? And Liliana goes, no, she didn't have anything to do with that either. Do you know who uh, did that? Maybe. I think you and I need to have a little talk. Are you referring to the events that occurred in the containment zone? You're talking to... Dr. Greenleaf. You have recently gone somewhere that is highly contaminated... You're lucky many people aren't offered the level of cleansing that I'm offering. So I basically want to probe her to see how much she knows. Who? Liliana? No. Okay. Oh, so you want a battle of wits with Dr. Greenleaf. Do you know what it is that's in the containment zone? Yes, I do. 
What do you know about it? And then it? she looks at you and she says, and you know too, don't you? Fucking Eris has Eris? been holding out on us. This bitch. Now who's the traitor? <laughs> I'm going to try and play it cool. I don't know how to blow that off. Uh, you can do a charisma plus... Would you have uh, any skills or silver tongue? Or I anything? have silver tongue, okay, but that's can, a re-roll too. You can do charisma plus willpower. Gonna add one dice to my there you go. Charisma. Oh, you have a one willpower. <laughs> oh no! You're, you are then you are playing correctly. <laughs> Perfect. I can't believe I'm that much more willful than you. Yeah, I'm not very willful. I am smarter now. That's not bad. That's four successes. And what are you trying to do? I'm just trying to play it cool. Like, um, you can reroll one silver tongue. Oh yeah, I get a reroll too. <laughs> <laughs> Both ones. Yeah. How many successes? Four. Maybe. I only see three successes. Yeah. There's four. 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 Ty goes to the player. So, okay. So, what, what are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to be cool about it. Yeah. So, she's like... like I, 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 and she's like, I believe you do, too. I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. She just kind of, like, gives you that, like, mm, okay. I'm sure that you don't know the extent of it. Very sure of that. This motherfucker. She's trying to tell me I'm stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say this. It's good that your friends are here now. Because unlike you, what is infesting them will kill them. You have a natural resistance to it because of who and what you are. But those who are not awakened succumb to it. Help them. Oh, I am. It's not an easy process, and it's certainly not a safe process. Luckily, I'm a little more skilled than what you would normally find locally here. So it's fortuitous that I'm here to help you. But I'm just telling you right now, if you wouldn't have come to me today, your friends would have died. That's not hyperbole. It's it's true. Yeah. Val marches over with... Mary on her hip. We never gave anything to Rhino, right? You talk about the the chips. Yeah, Cammy gave the the strip that the gel strip that had yeah. the. She gave that to Rhino. But I held on. to You the held chips. on to the chips. I walk over and I. I grab you. Okay. I look back at Eris. What? I just slightly shake my head. Okay. I take a step back. Then she says, "I'm very sorry. I know this is hard." But there's nothing I can do about that. And she nods towards Mary again. What's that supposed to mean? That is not supposed to exist. Clench one of my fists. That is an abomination. If allowed to persist, the event that happened here is only the beginning. Are you suggesting that she's the one that caused the event? Not in the least, but something like her did. And that's why I'm here. Is to find out. So, other than knowing that they donated to STL WoW, mm-hmm. and they probably killed our Johnson, and they definitely threatened Boggs, mm-hmm. what do I know of the Daughters of December? Not much. That it's a secretive Illuminati, all-women magic group. Boggs has told you that there is a connection between the Daughters of December and the Sons of September. Right, I remember Which, that. the Sons of September are more of a, out in the open, they're a magical group, but they do things like 
contract out with local law enforcement to be like paranormal and, and mystical investigators and things like that. We can begin the process. It's fairly straightforward, actually, for those of us who know the ritual. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not painless, but you've certainly dealt with worse. The substance that you've been exposed to for several years now, unscrupulous individuals have been using these crystals to enhance certain abilities. Think of it as a poisoning substance that can enhance your abilities, but ultimately destroys your body. And that's at a very, very small amount. Usually, our agents and those associated with us encounter at most about two grams of these crystals. How much have you encountered? I mean, we didn't touch it. Yeah, we didn't, but we were near it. In a an area with quite a bit of it. Eris turns to Dr. Greenleaf. How long will you be here? Long enough to try and get things cleaned up here. I here am, specifically? Like in this town. I'm here at the behest of a friend who told me what's going on here. We need to look into some things. How long before things would get serious from the exposure? Well, if you minimized your exposure, you weren't exposed to it. I definitely minimized my exposure. I held my shirt up over exactly. my nose and mouth. <laughs> if you minimized your exposure, you didn't come into physical skin-to-skin -skin contact with it, then all you would have to worry about is if it was airborne in any way. Can we meet with you later? Sure. She holds out her hand and a comm number goes to your AR. This is my personal number. Just call me whenever you're ready. Thank you. Liliana says, uh, so that's it, huh? She's looking at Dr. Greenleaf. That's all you're going to tell them? There's more? And then you see Dr. Greenleaf kind of, her. she wasn't really paying attention to Liliana that much. And then she just kind of looks at her like, really? And then Liliana says, she's fragging lying to you too. Dr. Greenleaf kind of like now squares on her and is like, what are you doing? And Liliana stands up and she says, don't trust this bitch, but who am I? And then she turns and she walks out. Mary steps forward and Dr. Greenleaf looks down at her and Mary takes another step and Dr. Greenleaf takes a step back. And Mary says, you look like your mom. And Dr. Greenleaf looks down at her and says, perhaps I do. What? And then Mary says, I'm hungry. Cammy is not returned. She told us to go. Mm -hmm. But did you ever? I did told you Boggs. I said it out loud to Boggs. I walk over and I pick Mary up again, and I give Joe and Eris a nod and like grab Boggs by his it's, collar and start to walk towards the door. It's so awkward to hold a nine-year-old. Like you realize that, yeah, right? That's a, that's a I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm not setting her fucking down in this house. Someone's gonna snatch her. God. She's small for her age, but yeah. she's not that small. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Joe, like, kind of hurries behind Val and is like, hey, we can't leave without Cammie. She told us to leave. She sent me a message saying to get out. You guys can leave then. I am not leaving Cammie in this friggin' crazy house alone. Fuck. So Liliana's getting on her bike 
as you are, you guys are standing at the doorway or where are you where are you guys at? Yeah. The doorway works. Are you loud enough where she could hear what you're saying? Yeah. Then she she looks up at you guys and she says, "Cammy's not here anymore. My mom took her." Where? She thinks she has a line on what happened to her dad. Joe gets real quiet and she's going to turn and face the doors. I imagine they're like big old mm-hmm. double doors. Oh yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden she just punches the door and I think that almost like this golden light radiates from her and I would either like to spend a plot point to fucking blow the door off the Okay, yeah, you can do that. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, roll the uh, you can spend the plot point and still roll. You're going to do it anyway, mm-hmm. but just for if Effect. if you if you get the uh, you know, your your massive your effect will yeah, we'll we'll even make it better. Hell yeah. Or you're not glitch your other one. And you then, have a positive glitch and a negative glitch. Yes. So this pink dye will be my positive glitch. And then this one will be my negative. I mean, in this context, either one is cool. Mm. You know what? I'll use the point of edge. Okay. That I never forgot to mark off. I would love to get a glitch of some sort. <laughs> okay. Exploit. Hey! Six successes, one exploit. The doors are closed in front of you as you're told this, and then you just rear back, glow, boom, what happens? She hits the door so square, and it's probably latched, that it probably knocks the other door off too, but she hits the door and it like flies back into the the hallway, and I'm, I imagine there, there are some stairs, kind of like, you know, like uh, the traditional rich-ass person house, and the door flies back uh, into the stairs and probably, like, explodes and leaves this hole in the stairwell. You do that and just boom, and uh, the frame around the door caves in. So they're going to have to, like, repair the entire front of the house, not just the doors. Val and I are out, and you just did that. Yeah. So we don't see it. No, no, you can't (laughs) help but see it. This is to the front of the house. So you guys are walking down the stairs. No, that's what I was asking if we were out of the house already. Yes. Okay. So we would hear it and then look back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The front of the house is brick and like bricks are falling and and stuff like that. And as you're standing there, Joe, you did this and the the doors, you know, flew back, took out uh, like part of the banister and the, the staircase going up. And then in the back where the garden is, as the dust starts to settle, you see... Dr. Greenleaf standing like at the very edge of where this dust is starting to settle. And she's looking at you like she's very impressed. Fuck. (laughs) When you try to make a a statement and instead you impress the bitch. (laughs) You are now outside. Liliana looks over and she saw you do this. And she hasn't put her helmet on yet. And she's just kind of sitting on her bike, kind of like hand on her hip, you know, like watching you walk down the stairs. And then she says, have you eaten yet? I'm fine. Thanks. And Joe just like really stiffly walks past. I think that her jean jacket's probably ripped after okay. that. Um, oh, nice. So her jean jacket's in shambles, just kind of awkwardly, mechanically, as Joe does. Walks past everyone, climbs into the Bramalam, and closes the door. <laughs> okay, who's driving? Me. Now we can finally see if Val is a good driver. So I'm going to say my town car just. Drop me off so that I could ride with them. Has Liliana left yet? Or she's, no, she's, she's just she, on her. She watches Joe. You know, she says, you eaten yet? And Joe said, 
what what did you say? Like, just, I'm fine, thanks. I'm fine, thanks. And just kept walking. And she, I smile kind of smugly at that point. As Joe is walking away from her, you can see Liliana's watching her walk away. And then she, no, I can't. Okay, because I'm also watching her walk away. Okay. <laughs> Are, are you like relatively close to her? Or are you? Yeah, probably because I want to ask her about what she knows about Hubbard. All right. She looks at you. She kind of watches Joe walk and then she turns and she looks at you. You know, her eyes are kind of half closed and she's staring at you for a second. Don't you frag and hurt her. I lose, I, I lose, I lose my cool for just a second. She says that to you dead serious. And then she turns and wa- looks at the Bramalam and then she like starts messing with her bike. Not not like she's leaving, but she, like she's getting ready to leave or whatever. And she's got her helmet and she's like, you know, fixing the strap and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I lose my cool for a second and like I just wait until she's doing something yeah. else. She doesn't acknowledge that you lose your cool or anything. She doesn't even seem to notice. And then I uh, clear my throat <laughs> after a little bit. <clears throat> so what do you know about what happened at Hubbard? She kind of looks at you and she says, oh, honey. You probably need to take that up with your friends. Which friends? She just like looks at the Bramalam again and she looks back at you. That guy Boggs? That's who you need to be talking to. I kind of grip my teeth. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. She doesn't recognize you. Mm-hmm. And then as she starts up the bike, she goes. Dwoof. She puts her helmet on. She hasn't put the visor down and she looks at you and she says, get him drunk, get him laid, whatever it takes. And then ask him about the Black Veiled Prophet Society. Puts her visor down and then and drives off. I lose my cool a second time, but she doesn't see it. All right. I'm doubly pissed at this point. <laughs> All right. So I just I get into the Bramalam and I slam the door. All right. You yeah. hear, you You're hear also it. sitting next to Bob's. <coughs> you hear uh, I- Bitch, are you telling me I don't get automatic shotgun anymore? I was told. I just assumed that she had been. She would sit in the front seat. Did you steal my shotgun from me? I have automatic shotgun. I open. Uh, in that case, I open the the, the passenger side door because, like, Cammy's already said I get shotgun. Uh, I open the passenger side door and I slam that shut. <laughs> After you see Joe sitting there. And actually, I start to slam it, and then I catch it at the last second, and I close it gently. And then <laughs> Joe, Joe's kind of like sitting up on. Like- and then I get, I open the back door, and I say sorry to Joe. And then I slam the back door. <laughs> Joe, I hope you appreciate it's a van door, and I pushed it shut. Hell yeah! <laughs> and Joe's like, "Frag yeah, fuck the man." Joe, your calm goes off. Mm. I yeah, of course. Look or answer? Is it a message or a... It's a, it's a phone call. Okay, y'all. It's a number you don't recognize. Oh, God. Well, it's a new comm, so hopefully it's not the Cobras. Uh, yeah, answer. You also got a new comm? Yeah, I crushed my last comm. crushed com. your last one, uh-huh. yeah. After the fake police officer got yeah. pulled over. Yeah, af- yep. after I figured out that the man that I gave my contact in- information to foolishly was not a cop. Yeah. <laughs> I get that life. I also <laughs> killed my burner comm. Hi, is this Joe? My name is Roland. I'm a friend of Cammie's. Uh-huh. I was given this number just in case I couldn't get a hold of her. I think something's going on. I've been trying to call her, like, for an hour. I think Cammie is indisposed at the moment. Is she seeing somebody else? How do you know Cammie? Are you, uh, the current boyfriend? 
Yeah, I, I guess you could say that. I guess. You don't know where she's at, though? I thought I did, but I was wrong. Okay. Hey, look, try not to worry about her too much. Cammy always seems to land on her feet, and I don't I don't think that where she is right now, I don't think there, anything's going to happen to her. Oh, wait, you don't have all the... Because I was going to say... You just watched this guy shoot somebody. Yeah, I don't... But you didn't have the context clues of inside the car that I had. Yeah. Because I know that Cammie's boyfriend was the guy at Nukaburger who shot the prospect, but she was outside, so she wouldn't know that. So I guess she Um, says... Well, actually, make a edge plus edge. You would have heard him him talk. Well, I was going to say... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard his fucking... His snitch-ass voice. Two successes. The voice does sound familiar. You're fairly certain you know who this is. The, the Nuke at Burger Boy? Yeah. It just, I mean, he's not talking, the, he doesn't have the bravado and the, the, the confidence that he had when he was standing there talking. Because mm-hmm. he did, he talked to you. He said, we don't want any trouble, you know, that kind of thing. So you recognize the guy's voice, but he sounds nothing like he did in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, uh, might, I might be able to... At least point you in the right direction of where she is. Do you want to meet at, like, Nukeburger? If it's not too much trouble. Yeah, no problem. Okay. And as you're talking to him, you get a notification of another phone call. Um, hey, I've got another call coming in. I will, how about, I'll see you in, like, two hours at the, the Nukeburger on Washington. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Little does he know. <laughs> and uh yep and then of course you're getting uh, the uh the caller id of the other call is kmore oh yeah Bloop. hey kmore what's up joe is that you it sure is hey um i'm back good i uh I, I wanted to let you know that uh when i got back i had a message and i got uh, some there, there's somebody that uh is looking for a fighter and I'm, I, I might have a fight for you. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so long. Yeah. Do you know a, a, a fighter who goes by the name of uh, uh, Chloe? Well, her name's uh, Chloe Dugray. Yeah, have you ever fought Chloe Dugray? No. Nope. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize the name either, but um, she goes by the, um, by the, the her fighting name is Mamba. Mamba. I don't know if it's Mama or Mamba. I'm not sure. I, I couldn't really read it. That Yeah. Oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So um, I think, I guess she's from around here, but then she was, I guess she was fighting out West Mm -hmm. and now she's back and she was looking for, um, you know, somebody in her weight class. And, and I guess, uh, you know, uh, your name popped up and then they called me and then I'm calling you. Well, I would love to fight her. Oh, good. Are are you in fighting shape? I'm always in fighting shape. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. Are you going to ask me about my vacation? Yes. How was your vacation, Kmore? It was really, really nice. I got that trike we were talking about. Yeah. And then I took my lady friend uh, with me, and we went to we went to the Ozarks. Ooh. Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. Uh, I don't like country music, mm-hmm. but um, she does. So that that was okay. And you know, and going to like Branson and stuff like that. You know, you see all these different shows and and you hear about this stuff, but you know, some of them comedians are pretty funny. Yeah, you know, I've seen a a handful of comedians. I'm sure the the ones out in Branson are extra 
tailored. They, they, they certainly are. They certainly are. Um, but it made me kind of, kind of think that maybe, maybe the fight game isn't the only game in town. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe I can get, uh, you know, some entertainers and maybe some comedians and things like that on my ticket. Hey, that'd be pretty cool. Diversify. Right. You know, have a fight, have a laugh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It could be like, um, fight and dine show extravaganza with with all sorts of <laughs> yes yes I, while you're eating your lunch you can watch somebody get pulverized right that sounds like a good lunch to me hey yeah right so um but yeah i'll i'll see what uh what dates work if you're in shape then yeah we could definitely get something started sooner rather than later um but they want to meet you uh that is you know obviously going to do a way in we have to or her promoter uh wants to wants to meet you and everything too yeah. so uh what are you doing this afternoon um, let's see. Well, in a, I have a, a small meeting that I have to go to in, uh, about two hours, but that shouldn't take too long. You've been working? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been working. Oh, good for you. Good for you. You know, don't let this, uh, don't, don't let this stuff that happened to Max is, uh, you know, don't let it, don't let it bother you. You did a good thing. You know, you did the right thing. I, I thank you, Kmore. Uh, I appreciate that. So, uh, how, how are your friends? Yeah, you know, uh, there's some ups and some downs. Uh, I'm just thankful that we are mostly happy, healthy, and laughing. Joe says as she looks around the, <laughs> the van at all the unhappy faces. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, then. So you got a meeting in a couple hours. Um, so you want to meet up, meet up after? Yeah, sure. That works. All right, then we'll do that. Um, hey, there's this, uh, this, this, uh, there's this new, uh, uh Hawaiian restaurant. Um, it, it's down on, uh, on Cherokee. Uh, you want to go there? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. I ain't never had Hawaiian food. I guess it got pineapple or something in it. Hold on. Can I ask a question to somebody real fast? Actually, can I can I bring a guest? Well, yeah. Is it like a date? Maybe. <laughs> well, yeah. Cool. Hey, Eris, do you want to get Hawaiian food later? <laughs> so. <laughs> Eris is just sitting there, glaring at Boggs, fuming. And as Boggs is sitting there, he knows that you're watching him. He keeps, like, rubbing his nose, and he, you know that he wants to pick his nose, but he <laughs> oh, knows no. that he's being watched, so he's not doing it, and it's driving him crazy. Um, and then he kind of – finally, he just kind of looks over you and says, do you got a napkin or something? I don't even answer him, and then I look at Joe, and I'm like, what? Do you want to get Hawaiian food? Uh Oh, like with everyone? It'd be yeah. It'd, okay. Sure. Okay. Box, box goes. Oh yeah, I love Hawaiian oh, food. Oh no. Oh. Do you not like Hawaiian food, Eris? Uh, I just glare at Bog some more. Then he says, uh, "Hey, binary, you like Hawaiian food, right?" Why the fuck did he call me binary? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I. Yeah, that's fine. Mary, that sound good to you? Uh huh. I like pineapple and ham. Joe just kind of, you know that that picture of the kid that's like holding his breath so hard that you can see all the veins popping out of his head. <laughs> that's kind of what that's kind of what Joe's doing right now. Oh, sorry, I, I misheard. Wait, it's not today. It's in ten weeks, and then she just goes back to talking to Kmore. <laughs> Never mind. It's not going to work out this time. You're not coming at all. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm not. It's, it's just. You, you're not bringing a date. She yeah. said no. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Her loss. 
I'm sure that it's just a timing thing. <laughs> you know, um, my my lady friend has some friends. Oh, I appreciate that. It's not. It's not like I was turned down just for this particular occasion. The it's the it's the dinner is not going to work out. I really wanted to go on a triple date, <laughs> plus an abomination child. It's a business meeting. <laughs> Okay, then. I mean, you know, if you change your mind, let me know. I mean, she uh, she's a hairdresser, so, you know, she's always got all kinds of friends. Ooh. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you, Kaymor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe asks Eris about that, and she calms down for a second, and she says, Oh, yeah. Was that the woman who threatened you? Boggs looks at you and says, Who? Oh, no. No, no, no. No. I thought it was the Daughters of December. Oh, no, that that, that was true. I mean, yes, the, the, that was the group that threatened me because I was looking into them. But that's not the person individually. That's okay. That's asking me. No, that woman, um, well, I mean, as soon as she said her name, I looked her up. I mean, you know, she's some big shot magic professor in Portland. Dr. Greenleaf? Yeah. She runs the magic department at the University of Portland. Hmm. Which, I mean, it's the Fragonteer, so God knows what she was really into. Right. All right. So, where are we going, by the way? Are we just sitting in the Bramblam in front of Cammie's house? I've just been driving around. You've just been driving around? You're not even taking us anywhere? So, at this point, I also say, where are we going? I just needed a space to think that wasn't anywhere that we could have been tracked or whatever. Bog says, um, what exactly was that about? Um, that's a question. <laughs> it was about something that's not relevant at this point. It seemed awfully relevant to her. It's I mean, relevant to us as well. All right, he sits there for a second. And I'm he, mad at him. <laughs> I, he can tell. Hey, Val. Mm-hmm. Just pull over. Where, where are you going to go? It's fine. Just pull over. It's fine. I don't want to. Okay, I pull over. All right, he says... Call me if you guys need me. I'm getting out of the car also. Eris. Okay. I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. I'll hit you up when I'm done. Are you, like, going to talk to him or is yeah. it just getting out at the same time? No, I'm going to talk to him. I also need to make some other calls, which I would have done in front, but I was too busy. Okay. So, Bramalam drives off. He turns and looks at you. I know you're mad at me, and I understand why, but... I don't know what we're into right now. I, well, I can tell you right now, that bitch would have eaten them alive, and you know it. Yeah, I do. And that's why I am mad at you. But part of it was also how much knowledge is too much. We've already endangered ourselves and everyone. Part of this is for your own good. But the other part is because I'm mad at you. I'll admit that. I'm not petty. I mean, I'm a little petty. <laughs> I understand. I get it. And you know what? If it wasn't a Hail Mary pass, I wouldn't have done it. But we had no other way of getting a hold of you. And I wasn't about to let them walk into that lion's den by themselves. That's fair. So let's go somewhere we can talk. All right. He looks over and there's a there's like a bar at the end of the street. Not there. Okay. Where? Uh, so I want to go somewhere like hyper secure. So you want to go to a, like a secure meeting spot? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. That can be arranged. I want to go either somewhere entirely abandoned or somewhere just entirely s- secure. And then I'm going to get all 
all my privacy shit out. <laughs> okay. To confirm privacy. All comms and the Faraday cage. Jammer, noise scanner, okay. bug you're, scanner. You're, you're covering all your bases. Yes. Okay. He sits in, I mean, you go, you guys go to uh, someplace secure. You guys, um, it, whether it's uh, like a rental place where you can turn on all the, all the stuff, or if you want to go to an abandoned uh, a warehouse or something, it's up to you. If you opt for the warehouse, it's fine. It's certainly cheaper and it's more accessible than, you know, you don't have to wait, you know, like get an appointment and all that other garbage to someplace. You know, like their back room or whatever. I'm gonna say that I like I have a place. Okay. Like you have a safe, like interrogation place. Yes. Okay, that's fine. And I take him there. Okay. He says, "Are you going to murder me? This is like a murder hole." <laughs> <laughs> no, Boggs. I'm not going to murder you. I was gonna say, just uh, <laughs> at the very least, if you're gonna murder me, at least put my mom in someplace nice. Okay. I'm not gonna murder you, Boggs. Okay. Well, that's not the way you were looking at me earlier. Well, I was mad at you. I am mad at you. All right. What do you know about Hubbard? You think someone's there? Yeah, I do. I, I don't, I, I can't confirm it, but I think there's no fragging way that that was done by accident. They knew where your sister stretched. I know. They know who you are. I know. Okay. So that's why I said, don't let your sister go to school. I've got some ties with Lone Star. I got some ties in. The community, I could probably try and find out who it is, but I mean, I can't guarantee that. Somebody wanted to hurt you. They didn't just reach out and hurt you. They reached out and they got to you. And they're getting to you. You know you're going to be pinned for this. It's a bunch of rich people. They're going to want someone immediately and they're not going to care about innocence. And when did all of this start? It all started the same night we met. Right. and. What happened? You go on this job. You find out some information. Your Johnson's killed. Why? I assumed it was Daughters of December. Why? Why would the Daughters of December kill the Johnson? The same reason they threatened you. Okay. That's why, what I thought. What do you know of the Black Veiled Prophet Society? All right. So let's switch over to the two of you. Are you going to... Because by the time you do this, you drop her off, you're driving through town... Uh, it'll be time to meet at the uh, Nuka Burger. Are you doing this solo or are you, do, you taking them with? Hey, Val. I need to stop by a Nuka Burger to meet someone. Um, and I'm not sure how it's going to go. So I... Mary says, they have a fine assortment of AK-97s. They sure do. Every Nuka Burger does. It may be best if you take Mary home, but I would also... Understand if you want to be here for this dangerous excursion. Potentially dangerous excursion. I honestly think that I just need some time to de-stress, so I can just drop you off. Sure thing. Yeah, just uh, at the uh, the Nougat Burger on Washington, please. Okay. And I head there. As you pull up, you see that there is a Harley Scorpion sitting there. And sitting on this Harley Scorpion is a guy in jeans, motorcycle boots, tank top with a vest with Cobra patch on it. Uh, as we're pulling into the Nuka Burger, Joe is going to switch on her helmet. You see him. He sees you pull in. This is the Bramblam, full blackout windows and everything. You see him look up and his eyes open like wide and he holds out his hand. Joe, 
side. And, and, he, and then he gets, he like gets off of his bike and he starts to walk over like where you're pulling in. Joe is going to get out of the. And Val, you recognize the guy immediately. Or no, you don't. Yeah. I have no idea who this guy is. You have no idea is. who this guy is, but you see the Cobra patch. Yeah. I recognize the Cobra patch. Yeah. And I, as Joe's trying to get out of the uh, Bramble, I grab her arm really quick and I'm like, what the fuck are you about to do? And then, and then Mary says, he's sad. Mary, why is he sad? I don't know, but he's sad. She, and then she looks at Joe and she says, he's got a gun. They've always got guns. She pats you. Be careful. I'll be careful. Thank you, Mary. Val, I'm going to need you to scoot on out of here when I open this door, okay? You said you wanted to decompress. Mm, I don't know that I'm going to be able to decompress. Yep. Okay. And you just paid a plot point four? Val kind of slumps her head really quick, and then she comes back. Why are you paying a plot point for it? That's your flaw. You should get a plot <laughs> point for that. That was the mechanic of how we identified that she was going to transition was using plot points. My flaw isn't that I have... Her flaw is phobia. My flaw is fa- flashbacks. Oh, flashbacks, right. Okay. This is just a character quirk. So her head slumps kind of abruptly, and then she raises her head quickly, and it's like she's had this immense adrenaline rush. And she jumps out of the car quickly, very aggressively walks around to... Joe's side of the Bramalam, like in front of her door, and is just very like aggressively standing in front of the door while this person is walking forward wearing the Cobra shirt, uh, jacket. Which one are you doing here? Van. Van? Okay. Yeah. All right. So as you jump out and you, you walk around, and Joe, you're getting ready to get out, and then you hear Mary go, Oh, hi, Van. <laughs> okay. All right. You get out. Yep. The guy stops when when you get out of the driver's side, he stops like and you see like confusion on his face, almost like, oh, shit, is this the wrong vehicle? <laughs> and then he recognizes or he sees you walk around and like, OK, and then then Joe gets out and he just stop, he's just standing there and his head tilts a little bit and he says, oh, and then he points at the car and like he's confused, kind of looks around like what's going on? Hi, Joe. Hey there. My name's Roland. Hi, Roland. It's nice to meet you. Because you can call me Ro. Okay, Ro. So I do have a lead on where Cammie is, but I also wanted to talk to you about what happened last night. Through gritted teeth, Van looks over to Joe and is like, who the hell is this guy? You were out. There was a, a misunderstanding. No need to escalate just yet. I apologize. This is my friend, Val Van. (laughs) I feel like Joe actually gets it mixed up. That's fine. (laughs) He nods and he says, uh, yeah, whatever you can do to to help me find her, that'd be great. Okay. Um, Uh, But to answer your question, you want to talk about last night, I understand. Did you you kill that kid? He kind of looks around like, is there any fucking watching? And he says, he would have messed it all up. He would have, then you see his lip kind of quiver a little bit. And he says, I'm so fragging close. What are you, are you worried about things getting messed up with Cammy, like with the other Cobras knowing? Or 
what I I'm just curious as to what could possibly make you think that it's okay to to kill a kid. Yeah, that wasn't no kid. I mean, yeah, he was young, but some of the things that he's done it doesn't justify it. But I mean, Joe, they're all fucking animals, and I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not arguing for the ethics of the cobras. I think most of them are worse than scum. I'm giving you the the opportunity to prove me wrong, but the way that it appeared was pretty fucking bad. You better have a a fragging good reason, because when I saw that kid hanging out with you guys, I saw what was almost myself, and if you're a good person, I want to get you out of this, okay? Well, it's pretty obvious I'm not a good person. I know it sounds lame, but I did what I did because I love her, Joe. Aww. And I was scared. And now I don't know how to fix it. I'm not afraid to go back to prison, but I don't think she'd wait for me. The way things are going around here, the way that things are getting escalated, I mean, not even just from the Cobras, but everything around us. It's its like we've all dropped into this like madness. And I know what it is. I know exactly what it is. It's that shit. It's that fragging shit. And I told them, I told them, peddling that shit is wrong. Is it pink dust? Yeah, fairy dust. Hey, I know that you don't think you're a good person. You know, maybe you're, maybe you're right. But I'm not a good person either. And I can tell you that you're better than the dreg hanging out with the cobras. And if there's any shred of humanity left in you, I really think you should leave the cobras. If there's any possible fucking way to do it. The stuff that they are fucking with is serious shit. It's shit that goes over our heads. It is way bigger than you or me or the Cobras. Maybe even the whole Dragon City. You don't know. I mean, it's not like you can just quit. I mean, it doesn't work that way. And especially as deep as I'm in now, there's only one way out. What if there was a way to fake your death? Well, you've been watching too many movies. Anime. Okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I don't know. What I do know is Cammy wanted me to keep my eyes open and find out what was going on in there. And I know, and it's not pretty, but I have no way of doing anything about it. You know, when Cammy told me if anything ever happened to her to call your number, I knew who you were. I mean, I'd, I'd heard of you. I mean, I even saw you fight once, but part of me wanted or wished that when you saw me, you just caved my fragging head in. I was real close to doing it, if that's any consolation. But as I was on my way over here and thinking about how you and Cammy have been hanging out together, I just couldn't shake the feeling that she'd fucking shoot me if I did anything to you. And, you know, bullets hurt like a bitch. Yeah, they do. What do we do now? I want to tell you to sit tight and that it'll be okay and we'll work it out. But I don't know if I can promise that that'll happen. Sooner or later, I'm going to slip. Sooner or later, they're going to see that my heart's not really into this and that'll be it. Well, I guess if it comes to that, the only 
advice that I can really give to you. If you are positive that you are going down, go down with a fucking bang. He nods and he kind of looks at uh, Van and looks at you again. I picture Van just flexing. <laughs> she just has her arms crossed. She's leaning up against the Bramalan with her arms, arms crossed and is just making constant eye contact with Looking Ro. intimidating for a very small person. That's right. He looks at the two of you and he says, uh, I'm glad she has you guys. And then he kind of turns and he starts to walk off and he turns back around or kind of looks over his shoulder and he says, Hey, Joe. Yeah. Don't take the fight. It's a trap. And then he walks off. Oh, and, no. And that's where we're ending for this one. listening to this episode of Resting Glitchface. Theme music by Synthesk. Background music by Machinima Sound. Outro music by Super Boink. Edited by Oz. Produced by Eric Osley. Shadowrun is property of Catalyst Game Labs. Openly Gamer Theater is trademark property of Side Tangent Productions Incorporated. Looking for more resting glitch face pay data? Become a patron. Patreon.com slash resting glitch face.